0: Amen, 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 amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful whenever the Holy Spirit just shows up on a night like this. Amen. God just begins to do a great work. Hey, before you're seated, come on, why don't you turn around, give two, three, four, high five, handshake, hug, tell somebody, I am so glad to see you in church on a Wednesday night. Amen. Well, we are going to have a, a fantastic Wednesday tonight. Uh, if you've been here over the last uh, several months, you know that we are making our way through some of the key figures in the Bible, and uh, we started there with, with Abraham, and we've been making our way all the way all the way through the text. And um, tonight, we're going to be talking about the prophet Daniel the prophet Daniel. We're going to be in the book of Daniel. And I thought, man, is there anybody better to talk about Daniel than a man named Daniel? I mean, he's got the heart of the prophet Daniel and he's got the same name. And so tonight we're going to be blessed from a man of God, Pastor Daniel Madry is back in the house for the summer, all the way from Stockholm, Sweden. Come on, give Pastor Daniel a great hand as he comes to share the word with us today.
1: Amen, amen. How are you guys doing tonight? Are you doing well? Amen. It's so good to see all of you. So good to be back. in. uh, in the U.S., I texted uh, Austin Rumminger whenever I got to the U.S. For the, for the first time. I was so excited to be back. I said, I'm about to make a protein shake out of American soil. Um, I figured he would appreciate that because he is nothing but protein. Uh, and America, he's in the military, you know. This was right up his alley. Excuse me while I find my place real quick. Um, I do have to say, man, it's such a privilege to be able to preach here tonight. Pastor Philip and Destiny, uh, quite arguably the best pastors in the entire planet. Uh, very, very great. And I've been to the other side, so uh, uh, no. So I'm I'm extremely grateful to to have the privilege to speak tonight. Thank you guys for all you do for me, and thank you church. Um, I'm just I'm 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 missing right now. I'm just gone for a year, but I'm still very much part of the family. Still very much part of the church. I, I'm following everything that you guys are doing and all that God is doing here. So it's good to be home. Uh, and I also have my family with me tonight. They came, I, I didn't know if they were gonna be able to make it and I got my my new nephew there, mom, dad, sister, the whole family there. So love you guys, so excited that you're here. Uh, and like Pastor Phillips said, you know, we've been going through this series where we've been talking through significant figures in the Bible and we've got the uh, this timeline. I know we started in Abraham here in the beginning and we've been working our way through the Bible one at a time and last last time we were together talking about this I believe we were talking about Ezekiel and there it is right there after Ezekiel we have Daniel so tonight we'll be talking about Dan Daniel and um you know the thing is he's one of my favorite characters in the Bible not no yeah it is because it's just because we share the same name exclusively that reason I'm am j- joking that's not it it's really just because his name is anointed so that's I'm of course I'm playing again But um, I love him because he had such a unique relationship with God. Um, But not only that, uh, he had such cultural impact. You know, he didn't just impact the church. He impacted the entire culture of the nation that he was a part of and inevitably the world. He actually served as an advisor to four different Babylonian kings. And whenever you're advising kings of the most powerful nations on earth, you are advising cultural change to the entire world. I listened to one uh, message where where, uh, the pastor was talking about Daniel and he said that actually some of the bylaws written in the UN were derived from, I believe it was Nero that Daniel was advised. So quite potentially the prophet Daniel helped pave the way for some of the bylaws in the United Nations. Daniel was an important, significant figure in the Bible. And so I just wanna read one verse real quick as kind of a spring text to where I'll be going, and that's Daniel chapter one, verses 17. And of course, we're also gonna reference Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I think right here, there's their other names. No, it doesn't even give their names. But Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were the four Hebrew boys mentioned right here. It says in verse 17, God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom, And God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of dreams and visions. Can I tell you this real quick? Dreams and visions are not just for Daniel and the Old Testament, but they are for you and I here today. And we know that because in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, when Peter is quoting um, the prophet Joel, it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you that. It's not just men, uh, old or young, that receive dreams and visions, but it is in fact men and women of all ages. And whenever I say that, I mean that because if you have the Spirit of God, you're a candidate to receive a dream or a vision from God. And can I tell you that includes kids? Because whenever kids are filled with the Holy Spirit, they don't get a junior Holy Spirit; they get the same Spirit that you, they get the same Spirit that Billy Graham was using. The same, that same Holy Spirit lives inside of our kids. That's why what we do back in kids ministry is so important. It's literally paving the future for the next generation. And so if you have the spirit of God living in you, I want to let you know that you are a candidate to receive, receive a, a, a dream from God. But it's in my experience that most people don't believe that God wants to give them a dream. Because if I ever bring this subject up with someone, they'll be like, oh yeah, I, the, I don't dream, or you know, God doesn't really do that with me, like this doesn't happen. And it is true that some people receive more, more visions and dreams from God than others, but I believe that, that it is for everyone, and I believe throughout the course of our lives that you will have probably many dreams from God um, because this, um, the basis of a relationship is communication, and dreams are just one way that God communicates. So, this is not hyper spiritual. This is not weird and left field. This is just a way that God communicates with his followers. So, if you're taking notes tonight, if you're interested in the subject, maybe you've had some dreams or maybe you're interested in having dreams or something like that, I would encourage you to take notes. I'm gonna preach a really just simple, practical message called Three Truths Daniel Can Teach Us About Dreams. Are from God. So, three truths that Daniel can teach us about dreams that are from God. And so, point number one there will only be three points. Point number one is dreams are scriptural. Dreams are scriptural. In Psalm 16, verse 7, it says this I will bless the Lord who guides me, even at night, my heart instructs me. That's Daniel saying, even at night, God is leading me and guiding me to where I need to go. Now, let me go ahead and say this in case you're thinking it. Not all dreams are from God. So I'm not saying just because you have dreams or like you're building a go-kart with your ex-landlord, probably, like probably not God. Like I don't know for sure, but probably not. Um, So not all dreams are from God, but God does give dreams. And I'm real quick, I'm gonna give you like the four categories of dreams that I can see God giving through scripture. So number one, or I did like the Roman numerals since it's not one of my three points, but number one would be warnings. These are warning dreams. Warning dreams are insights about potential danger in a given situation. We see this happening in the New Testament with Mary and Joseph right after baby Jesus is born in Matthew 2.12. It says, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. So God will speak through warnings, through dreams. The second way is a revelation dream, or you could even say a prophetic dream. And this would be learning something that you wouldn't have learned in a natural way. So it's a, it's a download and an insight, a revelation of knowledge that you could not have received any other way or did not receive any other way. And we see this in Matthew twenty-seven nineteen, whenever whenever um, Jesus is... He's on his way to the cross. He's about to hit the judgment seat. And it says this, Matthew 27, 19. Just then, as Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him this message. Leave that innocent man alone. I suffered through a terrible nightmare about him last night. There is no way she could have known he was innocent apart from that dream that was divinely given to her by God that helped separate her and Pilate, the washing of hands from having the guilt of crucifying Jesus. And uh, uh, earlier earlier this year, I was, uh, well, of course, whenever I was in Stockholm, I had a dream one night about a friend. And so this friend is out of state, really an acquaintance, but it was very specific and it felt very weighted. So I texted my friend and I said, hey, I had a dream about you last night. Does this mean anything to you? And it was kind of heavy, so I was a little hesitant to say it. And he said, bro, I'm going to call you later. And I said, okay, well, maybe I'm on a vein here. He calls me later, and he said, what was your dream? And I said, okay, in my dream, this is what happened. And I'll tell you this, it was specific. This is not a general, like, toss out there, like, this direction. It was very specific. And he said, bro... That 100% happened, and the person I was with, I told them, we can never tell anyone this happened. And I said, listen, I said, the reason God told me is because he can't heal anything that you won't reveal, and he wants you to know that you can trust me. Let's pray together. So I prayed for him over the phone. We kept in close contact. Everything has been good since then, but that's just one way that God will use revelatory or prophetic dreams to help lead people into healing and wholeness. The third kind of dream is a guidance dream. This is a direction from God for a particular situation. So in Acts 16, nine, we see this. It says, that night, Paul had a vision, a dream. It says, a man from Macedonia in Northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there, a guidance dream. This is where God gives direction through a dream. I think it's really cool. Morgan Potts, we have her sitting right over here. Whenever I first met Morgan, she said, you know, she was on her way to vet school. She had had already applied, been accepted. She was flying down there. Um, She was flying to Grenada, like she was going to an island, not like LSU-S. She had already been accepted, and she was going to veterinarian school. That was a passion of hers. And we were talking after internship one day, and she said, well, I had a dream last year about a business idea, and it was called Granarly. And in the dream, I had an idea for all these recipes, and it was really unique and really special. She's like, I've made it, and it tastes really good. I said, Morgan, have you ever considered the idea that that might be from God? And she's like, uh, I don't know. That was kind of probably a little more out, like left field for her. But I said, it's not weird. That's I said. But I said, but maybe pray about it. Maybe explore it. And so now today, Morgan, of course, has a business called Grenarly and she travels all over markets and has her. her granola, that's what it is, in like 67 different stores. And she's her business is growing exponentially. And I just tell everyone, I was like, I knew her in the beginning, she's gonna be a millionaire one day, all in the name of granola. But that was a dream from God. Guess what? Because God had a plan for her life. And God said, I know this way is a way that I can communicate to her in a way that she would know I'm in this. I'm in this. God is very interested in letting you know that he is involved in your life. So the fourth type of dream is an impartation dream. And this is whenever you actually receive something from God in a dream. We see this in 1 Kings 3, 5 with Solomon. It says, that night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and God said, what do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. And of course, we learned that through that dream, Solomon received wisdom. You, I don't, I haven't seen this happen much, a lot, but it does happen. Right, whenever I very, very early in my ministry, I had a dream one night that I was standing in front of God. And he said, do you want this? And, and it was like, it was the Holy Spirit. I, it was anointing. It was something of that nature. It was just clear and, and gaseous. And I said, God, I want a double portion. And so in that dream, it came upon me and I woke up out of my sleep and it felt like my skin was on fire. I just remember touching my face, feeling like, wow, I've just been touched by God. So sometimes God will visit us in the middle of the night because he wants to impart something into our life. So we see in Daniel chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, it says, One night during the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had such disturbing dreams that he couldn't sleep. He called in his magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers, and he demanded that they tell him what he had dreamed As they stood before the king, he said, I have had a dream and it deeply troubles me. I must know what it means. God gives dreams. Dreams are scriptural. God gives dreams and it's always, and it's always a benefit to you. It's always a benefit to you. I was talking to this guy from Nigeria just a few months ago and I really felt, compelled to talk to him about this i said i said hey by chance do you have do you have any dreams do you dream he's like bro i never dream never and i was like i just felt like i'm i was like man i guess i missed that one like i really felt like this was going somewhere and and uh, i said really i said you you never dream he's like never dream he's like i haven't dreamed since i was he might have said like 17 or something and he's 27 now And I said, I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, I was having terrible nightmares and all this stuff kept happening to me. And I made a decision. I said, I don't wanna have any dreams anymore. And I said, you know what you did? I said, In a way of protecting yourself from nightmares, you actually stifled the voice of God in a way that he wants to communicate to you. By the way, the reason you were probably having nightmares is because he knew that that was, or or Satan knew that that was an avenue through which God wanted to strongly communicate to you. I said, you know what we need to do? We need to pray and we need to repent for putting up that, that stiff arm in, in, in dreaming and we need to see what'll happen. So we, we sat there and we prayed and it was like four or five weeks later, he texted me. He said, bro, every night, he said, every night I'm having dreams. And he's like, in these, I said, bro, tell me about him. Like, tell me something. That's exciting. He said, I, I, he's like, he's like, well, last night or whatever. He's like, I was in a field with God. He's like, and the father was just calling me deeper and deeper and deeper. What is that? He's leading him into the love of the father. He's growing the foundation of who he is. God wants to speak to us through dreams. It's scriptural. And so maybe you might be one of those ones who are like, I never dreamed that, never had, never dreamed. I had some nightmares, made a promise. I'm never gonna dream again. Afterwards, we'll pray and you can just say, God, if this is one way you wanna to speak to me, like you did Daniel and, and the kings, he's like, I'm open to receive it. And so we'll pray that at the end. But number two is that dreams are to be stewarded. Dreams are to be stewarded. In Job thirty three fourteen 14 through 15, it says this, for God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. So here's the thing. Many people have received dreams from God but did not recognize that they were from God, and therefore they stopped having dreams. Because notice it says, for God speaks again and again, but they don't recognize it. This reminds me of a teaching that Jesus did in Matthew 13, 12 where he says this. He says, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Let's rephrase this. To those who listen to my word, okay? To those who listen to my word. Not hear my word, because how many of you guys know that you can hear something that you're not listening to? In fact, if you're on your phone, you might be doing that now, or you're taking notes. You know what I mean? You can hear something, but not be listening to it. And so Jesus said, to those who listen to my word, To those who listen to what I'm saying, more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge. And it says, but for those who are not listening, not not hearing, they can be hearing, just not listening. It says, even what little understanding they have, it will be taken away. Let me tell you this, dreams are not always clear. And we'll see that in the book of Daniel here coming up. Dreams are not always clear. And in fact, most times they're not clear. You have to bring a dream to the Lord Say, God, I recognize that this might possibly be from you. I don't know for sure. I'm practicing knowing your voice. I'm practicing getting an impartation from heaven. God, this might be a dream from you. If it is, will you, will you reveal to me, will you give me an abundance of knowledge of what this means? Actually asking will produce actual answers because God never answers a question that you didn't ask. And so I oftentimes will ask questions about things that are happening in my life and every once in a while I get an answer and I'm like that's a God situation. And so I can remember whenever uh you know for those of you guys who don't know the reason I moved to S- Sweden was because of a dream. And so I I came to Pastor Philip about a month after I had this dream. <laughs> And I said, Pastor Philip, I forgot to tell you, I had a dream last month. And he, he was probably like, okay, Daniel, give me your latest dream. Like, like I'm the, like the, dream, like the, team, the team member who's like dreaming all the time. And he's like, he's like, okay, well, tell me what it means. And I said, okay, well, this is the situation. I laid it out for him. And he said, you know what? He said, I do think that that was probably a dream from God. He said, let's pray about it and see what it means. We didn't know what it meant. We had some ideas, but we didn't know it meant I was about to go to Sweden. And so we started praying about it. And about a month later, I remember I was really frustrated. I was driving to Spring Hill to preach. And I said, God, I know you gave me that dream. That must mean you're going to tell me what it means. I got to know what this means. And it hit me. Sweden. And the reason it hit me is because of the contents of the dream that would elude me uh, to, to thank Europe. Um, but I'm not going to go into that. But as I recognize this is from God and start, start, God, what does this mean? How do I look at this different ways? Pray about this. Seek wise counsel. I'm stewarding the seed that he gave me at night. And it grew into an abundance of knowledge that moved me to the other side of the world. We see this in Acts 16.9. I've already read this scripture. It's whenever Paul had the vision at night, but verse 10 says this. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded. Having concluded. That means that there was a deliberation that took place where Paul gathered around the boys and said, I don't know for sure, but last night I had this dream. And you never know that one of the other guys on the team might've been like, you know what, Paul, that's resounding in my spirit. I feel like the Lord's saying we need to do that. Or maybe someone else said, Paul, I had the exact same dream. God's speaking to us. We gotta go to Macedonia. Why? And it's a benefit. It's a benefit. We've gotta steward the dreams that God gives us. So we see in Daniel 2, Verse 17 through 19, it says, then Daniel went home and told his friends, Haniah, Mishael, and Azariah, which Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what had happened about about Nebuchadnezzar's dream. He had relayed the information. The king, king had a dream. We gotta figure out what this means. It says, he urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret. It says, he urged them, Ask the God of heaven. We need to get together, boys. We need to get down on our knees. We need to seek the face of the Lord. And we need to say, God, what is this dream? And what does it mean? He urged them. We've got to ask God. They're stewarding what they knew was there. And it says, that night, the secret was revealed. Revelation. This is revelation. The secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. The reason he praised the God of heaven is because he recognized that the vision was from God. Whenever we're talking about God dreams, we have to realize that God is the source of everything. He is where they come from. He is where the answer is found. He is the end all be all whenever it comes to dreaming. So another reason that we should steward dreams is because God wants you to know what they mean because sometimes I meet people who have incredible dreams, have no idea what it means, but are just floored that they really feel like God gave them a dream that they have no idea what it means but we need to know what it means, and that only comes through stewardship. God would not communicate something to you if he did not want you to understand what he was saying. Therefore, if there's ever a word, if there's ever a vision, if there's ever a dream, the answer and the revelation is there, but it is up to you to steward what he is giving you, the seed, so that it will grow into a picture that will be a benefit to your life Or someone else's. So we drop down in Daniel chapter two and we go to verse 29. This is what it says. It says, While your majesty was sleeping, you dreamed about coming events. He who reveals secrets, knows that. He who reveals secrets, that's God, the one who gives revelation, has shown you what is going to happen. And it's not because I'm wiser than anyone else that I know the secret to your dream. I love that because that's right in line with finding our value. He's like, He's like, I'm not even wiser. This comes from God. He said, but because God wants you to understand what's in your heart. God wants you to understand. God wants you to understand. If you're confused, God wants you to understand. And that transcends dreams and visions. That is practical for life. God wants you to understand. Will you steward the little bit that he's giving you? So if God's giving you a dream, he wants you to know what it means. But many times I'll talk to people who say they can't hear God. I mean, if you, if you have ever counseled someone like pastorally, at some point you're gonna hit someone who's like, I just can't hear God. And so we have this line that we go to. I think the Holy Spirit just gave it to all of us. We just say, well, what's the last thing God told you? You know, what? I, that's what we all say. It Like no one teaches us these things. It's just what we revert to. Well, what's the last thing that God told you? The reason we do that is because the last word that God gave you was a seed. And to those who are listening... More revelation will be given. But guess what? To those who are listening, even what they had is gonna be taken away. I can't hear God. Well, you didn't steward the last thing that he told you. I've met people and heard stories who had not heard God for two and three years, and I'm sure it goes much further than that, all because they did not do something like forgive someone or like surrender this area of their life, or it's not even big things. Like we're not talking about like God told me to sell my house and I didn't do it. It's like, did you apologize to your coworker? You know what I mean? Because God's not gonna keep giving you more if you're not faithful with the little that he's given you. But that's the nature of stewardship. When you steward God's word, it opens the door to revelation. Like I said, that transcends dreams. And so the last point that I have is that dreams are to be heeded. I couldn't think of a better word for that, but basically you need to obey what he tells you to do. So I'm going to jump forward real quick. We're going to get more into Daniel right here. In Daniel chapter four, I'm gonna paraphrase some of this then I'm gonna read from the scriptures. This is what it says. Uh, uh, in Daniel chapter four, King Nebuchadnezzar has another dream. And he has a dream that there is a tall tree, very strong, very powerful, that's reaching to the heavens and it says all the world could see it. It says the tree was full of fruit and, and that and that all the animals and birds nested there, laid in the shade, everything was fed from this tree. Then a messenger from heaven came down and ordered that the tree be cut down while leaving the stump and roots in the ground. And then it says this. It goes from talking about the tree to talking about an individual. And it says he would have the mind of an animal rather than the mind of a human and would live in the wild for seven periods at a time. Well, obviously Nebuchadnezzar was very distraught by this. He was very shaken up. I don't know what this means. I'm confused. I'm uh so what does he do? Of course, he calls on Daniel and he says, I, I love, I love this phrase. He says, but you can tell me, um, but you can tell me because the spirit of the holy gods lives in you. Multiple times he refers to Daniel as the key and the answer to the problems that he has because the spirit of the living God lives in you. This is like like side. If If you have the spirit of the living God in you, you have the answers to problems in your life. You just have to ask. Guess what? Sometimes you have to ask laboriously through prayer and fasting. Sometimes it's in worship. Sometimes it's through faithfulness and conversations and discipleship. We don't know. God is not a formula. We cannot formulize him. But if the spirit of God is living in you, then you actually have the answer to all the problems that are in your life, but you have to look for them you have to dig for them you have to steward them and so what we see in daniel 2:22 is where i'm going to start is daniel starts to give him the revelation of the dream and he says this he says that tree your majesty is you for you have grown strong and great and your greatness reaches up to heaven and you rule to the ends of the earth Then you saw a messenger, a holy one coming down from heaven and saying, cut down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump and the roots in the ground, bound with a band of iron and bronze and surrounded by tender grass. Let him be drenched with the dew of heaven. Let him live with the animals in the fields for seven periods of time. This is what the dream means. Your majesty and what the most high has declared will happen to the Lord, the king you will be driven from human society and you will live in the fields of the wild animals. You will eat grass like a cow and you will be drenched in the dew of heaven. Seven periods of time must pass while you live this way until you learn that the most high rules over the kingdoms of the world and gives them to anyone he chooses. But the stump and roots of the tree were left in the ground, which means that you will receive your kingdom back again when you have learned that heaven rules. King Nebuchadnezzar, please accept my advice. This was not a condemning dream. This was a warning dream. Then Daniel says, King Nebuchadnezzar, please accept my advice. Stop sinning and do what is right. Break from your wicked past and be merciful to the poor. Perhaps then you will continue to, continue to prosper. And then verse 28. But all these things did happen to King Nebuchadnezzar because he didn't obey. It was disobedience that that positioned him for failure. It was disobedience that positioned him to have his mind taken from and to have his kingdom taken. He was a this was a great kingdom. This was a fantastic kingdom that all the world could see and everyone benefited from. Yet because of his pride, it was stripped away. A few months ago, I was in a situation that I judged to be okay. Like, it wasn't a big situation at all. I was like, this isn't even a big deal. Um, Like, it's so not even a big deal that I, like, wasn't even praying about it. Like, that's how unconcerned with the situation I was. And then I had a dream. And the dream was that situation. And at the end, there was there was, like, this these shards of glass sticking out of my calf. And I remember I, I pulled out all of this glass and it was the craziest thing. I pulled out all of this glass and it just kept coming. Like there was a lot there. I just kept coming. And so I woke up out of the dream and I knew it was from God. I just, I felt the weight on it. and I was like, I, I know the situation. I said, I don't know what that means though. And so I told, I told, you know, I told a, a close friend um, I said, "Hey, this is the dream I had. I don't really know what it means. I feel like it it could mean this, but I don't know. I don't know. But I just need you to hold me accountable. You know what I mean? So just make sure that make sure that I that I don't walk down that road because I don't I don't think that would be very good. And um and so I uh, I kept going. Um and then one day, as I was thinking about it, like two or three days later." I was like, God, like, what does that mean? And it hit me, and he said this. And he said, if you go here, you'll lose your power. And I said, because the calf was indicative of power, and the, and the glass was indicative of uh, the breaking, like the breaking of power. And, um, and I remember at the end of the dream, after I pulled out all of the glass, I put my hand over the wound and I remember thinking, I'm gonna live, like I'm gonna make it through this, but this is not this is not preferred. And so whenever the Lord told me, if you, if you walk down that path, you'll lose your power, I knew that I could walk down that path and, and I would probably suffer a little bit, but in the end I would be okay. But I decided, I don't think I wanna go down there. That's not a very good idea. And so, this is what I know to be true today. Maybe for some of you guys, you've had dreams and you, you've just never known what they were, you know? I wanna encourage you. If God's giving you a dream, he wants to tell you what it means and it's for your benefit. There's, there's probably some other people in here who you've had dreams and you really feel like you know what they mean, kind of like this, the, one, the story I just told, but you haven't, you haven't really obeyed it. I wanna encourage you to know that God is good and that he wants good for you and that he plans good for you. And just like we see all through the book of Daniel, every every time the word of the Lord is is obeyed, there's a blessing. Every time it's disobeyed, there's a curse. Foundational principle of of walking with God, obedience and disobedience. And so um, I wanna encourage you that that if there's a dream or maybe it's not a dream, maybe it's just a word, maybe you just know something that you should be obeying. I want want to encourage you to do it because the benefit way, way outweighs the burden. And there's probably some others of you who um, were kind of like my friend from Nigeria, who's like, I don't dream, I've never had dreams. And maybe you don't and maybe you never will, but maybe you would, you never know. Because for me, if there's another way that God can communicate to me, I'm open for it. I wanna I want know what God wants to say. If, if, there's a, if there's a guidance that I need in my life, get it to me in a dream, a friend, anything, I don't care. If there's a warning, I for sure wanna know what it is. You know. And so I wanna pray for us here at the end that we would just open up our hearts to Jesus Repent, maybe if we've put up any walls. It happens sometimes, probably not most of you, but it happens to some of you because of nightmares and other things. Um, I wanna pray that we'd position ourselves to receive if God wants us to. And, and if there is a dream, I wanna encourage you to dig into God and find out what it means because he wants to tell you. And if you know what you're supposed to do, I wanna encourage you to be obedient because a blessing will always follow that. And before I pray for you, Maybe maybe I could give one bit of practical advice whenever it comes to identifying which dreams are from the Lord. Usually with me, if I have a dream that's from God, there's a very clear beginning and end. So you know, sometimes you're just like, man, last night I dreamed there were helicopters everywhere and blah, blah you know, just like weird stuff, like I, you know. But usually, whenever it's a dream, it's almost like a fade into a story, and then for me, I'm usually like waking up out of it. Which is the other thing, usually a lot of times if I wake up out of a dream, I know that it's definitely spiritual. Um, And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the enemy, you know, using this new avenue to to Mm -hmm. torment you or anything because God is good. I'll never forget how how I found out, um, how I found out dreaming might be in the cards for me. I was five years old. Mom and dad used to pray for us every night before we went to bed and I was like five. I might've been younger than that, maybe four. And uh, we're sitting on Samantha's bed. And uh, mom said, okay, it's, it's time for you guys to say your prayers. And I said, I don't wanna say my prayers tonight. And my mom, she's super chill. She's like, that's okay, you don't have to, it's fine. She's like, me and Samantha will. So, so they said their prayers. And that night, that night, I had the absolute most horrific nightmare a four-year-old could ever have. And I made a decision, I'm gonna pray every night before I go to bed. That's never gonna happen again. Do not take for granted God hearing your prayers and the blessing and protection that God has over you as you sleep, whenever you invite him into your night hours and and, and it would it would be my hope that you know maybe some dreams would start popping up or at least we would steward God's word better. So let's stand together and I'm going to pray for us and then um, hand it back over. Uh, Father God, we come to you today and we just say thank you. thank you for your word. God thank you for, for the revelation found, found in your scripture. God thank you for the prophet Daniel who taught us so much about recognizing dreams from God, stewarding dreams from God and, and the value of obeying dreams from God. Father, I just pray right now, if, if there's anyone in here who's really just put up a stiff arm whenever it comes to dreaming, um, God, we just repent right now. And, and we say, God, we change our mind. And we say, if you want to communicate to us through dreams, like you did Daniel and many of the other prophets, and Joseph and Mary and Joseph and many other kings. God, we say that if you want to communicate to us in that way, that we're that we're open, that we're willing to receive whatever you want to give us. And God, we pray that you would protect us against maybe the dreams that the enemy wants to throw at us. And God, I pray that as you speak to us, and not just through dreams, but through your word and, 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 and through this knowing in our spirit and that, that small, quiet voice inside of us, God, I pray that we would steward that voice. God, I pray that we, would take, that we would take care of the precious little seeds you give us, that they would grow into an abundance of knowledge about who you are, that they would grow into an abundance of knowledge about what we're to do with our lives. God, I just pray that as we steward your word that it would grow up inside of us and and begin to mold and shape us into the men and women of God that you want us to be. And Father God, I just ask that that as we do find out what it is you have for us, where it is you want us to go, what it is you want us to do, how you want us to handle situations, Father God, I just pray that I just pray that you would give us the strength to be obedient. God, I pray that we would put our hope in Christ because many times it it demands us giving up comfort or giving up something that we really don't wanna let go of. Um, So Father God, um, I just pray um, that your voice would continue to move through this church and that we would just grow so much in the Lord because of that. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Come on, wasn't that so good? Man, uh, you know, such such powerful truths there about dreams and visions. You know, it's um, it's a it was a dream that changed my life. It was a dream that changed my life. I was a senior, or I, I was a junior in high school. Had had relationship with God and was kind of beginning to drift and kind of do my own thing. It was in relationship that I should not have been in. It was a dream one night that God woke me up in the middle of the night out of a dream, and I got out of my bed and got on my floor and began to weep before the Lord. It was a dream that night. That dream, I went back to sleep. I woke back up early, early the next morning. Had another another dream as I was trying to fall back asleep. I had another dream. It changed my life. It was it. That was the, that was the end of my old life. My junior year, 17 years old. That was it. I was done. I've been preaching the gospel. Ever since that dream, I've been preaching the gospel. Ever since. Ever since. One that one dream. That was it. Now, I don't dream as much as Daniel dreams. Okay? I mean, he has so many dreams. I came in and one day he just sat down and I said, Bro, did you watch the the Chronicles of Narnia too much? I just need I need to know. I, I need I just need to know because I feel like I'm missing something. I wanna like blame my parents because there wasn't enough C.S. Lewis in my house or something. I needed I need some more dreams, but but the reality is the power of the dream. The dream changed my life. The dream changed my life. Since that time, I have not had a whole lot of dreams at nighttime. But I will get a lot of visions, see things, see pictures in my mind so many times, praying for people, I'll see a picture in my mind, begin to describe that picture, and then they just break down crying. God just speaks to them in that. This is a word, This is a word from God for many of us. Word from God to be challenged to dream, challenged to begin to ask God for visions. I, I, I believe. I, it was such it was so of such such good stuff. Daniel, thank you.